0: All right, y'all. So every time I think I am done doing <laughs> episodes of the podcast without the the intro song, I am uh, I prove myself wrong yet again. And with this one today, it's because it's kind of the culmination of everything I've either been talking about or you know creating content around for the last well two years. If I'm being completely straight and honest with everybody, but anyways. <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, I've been in some way, shape, or form talking about this for the last two years. And, you know, usually when I put out a podcast episode, what I like to do is I like to wait until midnight for it to actually post. I I schedule all my posts out for 12.01, but the truth is I'm just going to post this right after I record it. Because ideally, I would have had this episode out this morning so everyone could hear its message and then apply it tomorrow which tomorrow me recording today is November 6th no today is November 7th tomorrow is November 8th and it is midterm elections and I actually found out that even with my being a convicted felon I can actually vote again in the state of Missouri I just found out after the day to register but all that aside I'll be able to vote moving forward And that's an exciting thought. But even more exciting is that I still have the ability to communicate with everybody. Because even if I couldn't vote, even if, you know, for any other reason, things were normal. What hasn't felt normal is the fact of saying that for the last, more than the last two years, but specifically for the last two years, it has felt like we have been censored beyond belief. And... Typically, I like to make my podcast episodes at least 30 minutes. I can't promise that this one is going to be 30 minutes. And it doesn't really need to be because for what I'm going to say, I'm just going to drive the point home before everyone goes to vote, which should just be tomorrow. And with that, I'd also like to open up with saying there should be no late ballots. There should be none of this bullshit that they started because of COVID two years ago. Ballot harvesting and all that fucking garbage. It is garbage. What I'm going to try to get across to you is like, if for any reason you are on the fence about who deserves your vote, I'm, I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure that you walk away from it not thinking it should be the left for any reason, shape, or form in this particular election. Now, that doesn't mean it won't be in any election ever again. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm ultimately saying is that since this administration got into power, Things have never been worse in our country. And I also, I, I recorded a full-ass episode last week that had nothing to do with politics or current events. It, it, it was something totally unrelated about a subject that I really like to talk about too. But the fact of the matter is, is that right now this is the most important thing that we can talk about. Because in my lifetime, short of a presidential election, this is the most important election that has happened In my lifetime. Yeah, a midterm election where no president is being decided. It's all for the House of Representatives. It's all for the Senate, Congress collectively. And what makes it so important actually does go back to 2020. So, you know, I want to get back to doing regular podcasts. I want to get back to doing consistent podcasts. I want to get back to having fun with my podcast. But today, guys, we got to talk about why... This is such an important election and why you can't forget the last two years leading up to it. And let's even go back to the election of 2020. You know, when I went to bed, when I went to bed that night, November of 2020, couldn't vote. I didn't even know that I could still vote in the the state of Missouri. But the fact of the matter was, I went to bed and Donald Trump had a clear lead. And this is not the, hey, let me whoop up Donald Trump show. That's not what this is supposed to be and it's not what it's ever going to be. But for the love of God, the dude was the best president I ever saw in my lifetime. Our dollar was worth more. Our foreign policy was great. All of our quote unquote enemies, they were not stepping a foot out of line. And all you saw since 2015 was just media try to tear this man down. And don't get me wrong, he is not a likable guy. Like Donald Trump is one of the least likable people I think has ever walked the face of the earth. But that's the fact about being good at your job. I don't have to like you for you being good at your job. That's what's so important to me to mention right then and there. It was so crazy because never before in my life had there ever been an election where they were able to count ballots overnight and it took them a week to have a projected winner. But that night, I went to sleep. And in the swing states, places like Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan, all these places all of a sudden just had a straight line up for Biden. And regardless of how you feel about it, yeah, I think there was foul play in the election in 2020. I think the presidential election, I don't know if it was all necessarily stolen. I'd love to come out here and just say, yeah, I think it was. But at the end of the day, I don't know. And I've seen Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules. It's a very compelling movie. But until I have beyond a shadow of a doubt, until someone comes forth and says, yeah, we cheated, until we have irrevocable proof that they cheated, I just... I have to sit here and say, I believe, but I can't say I know. But from that one moment, from that one moment when we were vulnerable because of COVID, immediately, I felt like something was wrong. How is a guy like Joe Biden, a dude who (laughs) Barack Obama credited as one thing I know about Joe is he always finds a way to fuck things up. How did this dude, this geriatric duller, This this dude who literally was asleep in his basement for all of 2020, whom the woman who he picked as his VP on the merits of her being a black woman, who she literally fucking accused him of being a pedophile and a sex offender. How the fuck did this dude beat Donald Trump, who had how many tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people coming to his rallies? doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from the get. But again, this isn't about the idea of, well, the 2020 election was still... You know what? You're going to believe whatever you believe. It's fine. I'm not trying to convince you of that. But I'm saying the minute that that happened, I knew something was wrong. I knew something was just wrong with the direction of our country. Because it wasn't only the fact that Joe Biden was winning. It was the fact of saying... I got on Instagram and I couldn't get on any recent tab for any hashtag because it was to protect an election. How the fuck was Instagram, which is owned by Facebook and Meta, how the fuck was this company literally stopping us from seeing the recent tab for our own good? Oh yeah, it was because the FBI got a hold of Mark Zuckerberg and said, we suspect Russian disinformation is going to be at hand during this presidential election. You have to do this. And that self-righteous asshole was like, oh, okay, guys, I'll do it. And what did he do? Not only did he stop us all from seeing recent tabs, but on top of that, Facebook, Twitter, there was a story going around about Hunter Biden's laptop which had all this incriminating shit about him and his father and their dealings, they suppressed that story. It turns out they released a whole bunch of polls that said if most voters knew about this story, that a presidential candidate's son, who was a known drug addict, who was a known derelict, was gallivanting all over China and Ukraine and Russia with a fucking laptop, Full of details of the incriminating work that he does. Apparently full of some stuff too that involved like sexual acts with children. I I don't pretend to know what's on this thing but they said what was on it was so incriminating no one in their right mind would have voted for Joe Biden. They suppressed that story. And it makes me sick because the press is supposed to be for the people of the people Now, if you're watching anything besides Fox News on legacy media, which thankfully is all going down the tube, it seems, they all have a clear bias to the left. It's funny, I was listening to Ben Shapiro today, because I love the Daily Wire. They're not legacy media. They're objectively conservative, they're honest about their biases, and they tell you straight up how they feel about all issues. And you know what? They're hard to argue with. He said, the New York Times is literally just the press arm of the Democratic Party. And you know what? I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. I've come on record, I don't know how many times, y'all, about how dissatisfied I am with the state of media and press in our country. And it has been not only because of that election, but everything that came after is why I feel so strongly about it as I do. And it wasn't enough that it wasn't enough that it didn't even seem right the way that they had all the ballot harvesting and how all those results tallied up. But what was even worse is that when January 6th happened this thing where one person died who was one of the rioters. This was literally over in a couple hours, yet they whoop it up and they pander and they sell this story still to this day about how it was one of the most awful moments in American history. Was it a good moment? No. Was it worse than Pearl Harbor or 9-11? No. But Vice President Harris got out there and compared it to when we were attacked on our own soil by at least in most cases that I understand it, by foreign enemies. Like Pearl Harbor, there's no debate. And Pearl Harbor was an attack by the Japanese on us. There are people who will sit there and they'll be like, don't say anything about 9-11, you know, it was an inside job. Again, I don't know what I know. I don't know what I don't know. I just know that it's an American tragedy. And while this is an ugly moment in our history, they still sell it just, he was going to overthrow the election. Nah, man, there's receipts. There are receipts that say he said peacefully protest. And there's video camera that showed that these fucks, who many believe are just imposters for the riots, that they were let in. That they were let into the Capitol building. Huh. Kind of funny how that works out. And there's video evidence of it, too, and I've seen it. But regardless of any of that, immediately they got into office and Donald Trump was kicked off of social media and Parler was taken down. For all the time that these whiny fucks, yes, you self-righteous social justice warrior fucks, every single one of you, with your fucking I stand with profiles, and your multicolored hair, and your, well, actually... State of being for all the fucking shit you gave the opposition for wanting to have freedom of speech, but they couldn't do it on certain places like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. You said go create your own social media platform. And what happened? Parlor was taken down because it was quote unquote dangerous. It's kind of funny how that happens, huh? It's kind of funny how they tell you go out and do this. But the minute you go, say, okay, challenge accepted, let's go. They have to bend the rules and they have to play the games. And it's funny, Ben Ben Shapiro mentions this all the time, is that from the minute Joe Biden got in office, we saw gas prices go up. It was small at first. But then what happened? The Democrats started spending as much money as they could Oh, we need an infrastructure bill. Oh, we need to do Build Back Better. Oh, we need this. Oh, we need that. Oh, we're just going to blow more money into the economy because we fucking can. They literally went America last, as soon as humanly possible. And something else that Ben says all the time is that Joe Biden literally could have been the best president he possibly could have ever been if he would have just been a moderate. But no. The AOCs and the Rashida Tlaibs and the Ilhan Omars and the Bernie Sanders and the Chuck Schumers and the Pete Buttigieg and the Nancy Pelosi's. That's the way he decided to go. And I'm already hip. Look, I believe our president is a puppet of the World Economic Forum. I don't even think Klaus Schwab is pulling all the strings but the moment that I knew that this was just going to be as bad as it possibly could be was Afghanistan. Look, I wasn't, that, I wasn't that patriotic until the time I started working at first form. I can say it. But in the three years I've been in first form, I've never been more proud of my country. Not my government, but my country. I think my government has been fucked as long as I've been alive and definitely longer than I've been alive. But nothing made that sentence have more validity to me than when President Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. Now, I'm not pro-war. I don't know anyone who's pro-war. And yeah, we had been there way too long. We should have left earlier. But you know what? We could have left in a way that wasn't giving the Taliban a country that we had had some kind of presence in since I was in third grade allowing them to take it back to the dark ages giving them 38 billion dollars of military equipment 13 service members were killed during that botched ass exit we left allies behind we left women behind to be sex fucking slaves to these fucks in the Taliban and even though even though Donald Trump couldn't be on Twitter or Facebook or any of the fucking social media platforms. There are Muslim extremists who we have decreed are enemies that can still be on Twitter. I find that very funny. Actually, I find it mortifying. It's disgusting more than anything. And when he was confronted with it, the deaths of those 13 service members... The fact that we were leaving allies behind. The fact that it was the most ugly, most apprehensible exit from the country we could have ever conducted. He would blame it on Donald Trump. Or even worse, there was this one day, I will never forget it, he was in a press conference and he just held his notes, held his binder and put his head down like it was nap time. What an embarrassing old fuck even if you are just a puppet for the world economic forum, Biden, you are a spineless, old, gutless fuck. And looking at you fills me with so much embarrassment. We knew it was fucked from that point forward. We all knew we were fucked. But it wasn't just it wasn't just Afghanistan. It was the fact that these people were able to just do whatever they wanted and no one was able to say or do anything. Hey, let's send through a whole bunch of spending. That's not going to do anything. That's not wrong. Oh, there's a little bit of inflation. Well, it's transitory. Or it's the other guy's fault. It was Donald Trump's fault. I remember all the times Janet Yellen got on camera and was like, and she's the Secretary of the Treasury. Oh, it's transitory. This is expected whenever your new administration comes in. Hey, look at that. Two years later. Inflation is still the highest it's ever been in 40 years. Doesn't seem too transitory to me. Like, how much are we paying right now for a carton of eggs? A gallon of milk? Lean beef? How much is your gas costing? How how safe are you right now? Because something that started even before the presidential election of 2020 was this idea of bail reform and criminal justice reform, which basically amounted to the idea of, if you're a criminal, violent, sexual offender, property, damage, whatever, you just get put on 24 hour hold these days. I come from St. Louis, which is per capita the most dangerous city in the United States. We have someone like Cori Bush who unfortunately got reelected. How? I will never know. I would like to go on record right now for saying, Cori Bush, you're an embarrassment to the people of St. Louis. Go on this woman's profile. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's all these leftist politicians that would rather say, we need bail reform. We need criminal justice reform. And what happens? All those blue cities, they become more dangerous. And you have a stupid bitch. And yes, you are a stupid bitch. And I don't give a fuck about your skin color. I don't care that I'm white and you're black. It doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. That fucking Cori Bush, the representative of St. Louis, pays hundreds of thousands of dollars a year so that she can have private security so that she can defund the police. You know who that hurts more than anybody? Minorities of the urban community. It's funny because there's like this quoted old line from LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, who was one of our presidents, and he says, I'll have those N-words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. You guys know that the Democrats were the ones who wanted slavery in the United States before the Civil War, correct? Just checking. And it's not just here in St. Louis. It's with that stupid bitch Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Hey, Beetlejuice. The upwards of 60 people a week die in your city. And it's not from police brutality the last time I checked. You have someone like Kathy Hochul up in New York. While she's getting out debated by Lee Zeldin. Because he tells her the fucking truth. Hey, crime is a fucking mess right now in our fucking state. Specifically in New York City. She has the audacity to say... Why do you keep asking me about crime? Why is this so important to you? Well, maybe it's because there's a lot of people being hurt and robbed and killed and pushed in front of subways. Maybe. And for all of this bullshit that all these politicians do, among the worst things I think that even rack up there is that all the COVID denial for the last, I don't know how many years at this point, three years? Oh, it came from a bad in China. There's no way it was created in a lab. Oh, look at that. Turns out there's a lot of proof that says that it was. That's not gain-of-function research. Oh, look at that. They changed the definition of -of gain-of-function research. They lied to us for three years about where COVID came from. And then, even after they lied to us about where COVID came from, Whenever Trump unveiled the vaccine, they said, I wouldn't take that. Harris said it. Biden said it. Fauci said it. Rochelle Walensky said it. The minute Joe Biden was president, everybody should go get vaccinated. It's the best thing you can do for you and your loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cases of myocarditis since then, huh? Now, I'm not saying... They have to be correlated. I'm not saying what everyone thinks I'm saying. But for all their bullshit, for all their for all their fear mockering for all their platitudes, for all their pandering, for all their you're not gonna get COVID if you get the shot. Guess what? People still get COVID. People still transmit COVID. And people are still dying with or from COVID, even though they're vaccinated, even though they're double vaccinated, triple vaccinated, quadruple vaccinated. Children who are at the lowest statistical risk for catching or dying from COVID, they're trying to persuade parents to get this shot in their infancy, their child's infancy. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I'll never forget the day that this asshole I will never for, I will never forget the day that this asshole this pandering asshole took a fucking reel and put it on the white house page and says it's masked or vexed. guess what i do neither i've got neither and i've never fucking had covid i'm quite honestly surprised that they didn't try to poll, there's a spike in COVID right now, so we have to do all mail-in ballots. I'm really surprised. And it's funny, when the polls started showing that there was going to be a red wave, what would you start hearing? Oh, the last president that Dr. Fauci will serve under will be Joe Biden. Conveniently after he made $5 million throughout the pandemic. Hmm. Vaccine mandates and medical apartheid wasn't enough. But this conjuring old fuck, this rat, gets to walk away $5 million richer. And it's going to take someone like Rand Paul or Jim Jordan to take him down? I'd love to be a part of that fight. Before I leave this earth, I hope I see Dr. Fauci get life in prison. For all of his lying and his pandering as I am science no you're a bureaucratic rat and you feed off of the people's taxes who have made you so notable you fucked up on covid you fucked up a bunch of puppies you fucked up a bunch of orphans who had no family so you could experiment on them you fucked up aids hard to say that you fucked up aids absolutely worthless Let's not forget on top of that, like don't forget that these assholes so that they could fight quote-unquote misinformation and disinformation, anything that that goes against their narrative. He was going to put Nina Jankowicz, whom I have no idea what her fucking, what her credibility is, but I will tell you this. This broad was doing a Mary Poppins rendition about what the narrative is and how to fight against misinformation and disinformation, I'm glad that went away, but I'm not completely sure that it'll go away forever. Because the thing is, is that since Elon has taken over Twitter, which I'm very, very happy to say he has done, like, that's awesome. He seems to be doing a fine job so far. He's trolling AOC. Ever since Elon's taken over Twitter, it seems that it's coming more and more to the foreground that anything that has been... To the detriment of the narrative of the Biden administration, they're trying to crack down more on social media. Why do you think Facebook's stock, is Meta's stock is in the toilet? Why do you think all these big globalist brands are in the toilets? Because people are tired of it. People are tired of having bullshit fucking candidates like Katie Hobbs for governor in fucking Arizona. Again, platitudes. Has no desire to talk about any issues. Would not even debate Carrie Lake. And guess what? Carrie Lake's campaign right now, bomb threats. A bag full of white powder being delivered to her headquarters because she is fucking destroying Katie Hobbs. Because Katie Hobbs is a garbage fucking candidate. How the fuck is it that someone like John Fetterman, someone who is a... To quote Ben Shapiro here again, a career useless person. How is this guy even competing with Dr. Oz? Oh, is it because the fucking media? Stroke survivor and local Pennsylvania hero. Shut the fuck up. Look, I don't like Dr. Oz. I think Dr. Oz is not a good candidate either. But you know what? I'd rather have Dr. Oz than John Fetterman. A dude who had a salary of a few hundred bucks lived with his fucking parents till he was in his 40s. I'm 29 years old and I haven't lived with my parents consistently since I was graduated from high school. I lived with my parents for six months when I moved back here. I own my own fucking house. I have a good living. How is the guy who was running for public office in Pennsylvania for senator there? How the fuck are you gonna vote for that guy in any race? We have candidates like Stacey Abrams, which election denial is absolutely the worst thing possible when it's Republicans talking about the 2020 election, which a lot of people agree with. But Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams, who again is a career useless person, she can walk around for how many years saying that she lost her gubernatorial race in Georgia because it was racism. And yeah, I'm going to say racism with that tone of voice. Because that is all these fucks. That is all these motherfuckers have done. Not even just for the last two years, but basically since Obama's last term in office is just use racism and sexism and fucking transphobia and all these things, these disinformation, misinformation. They use all these interchangeable terms as a means of saying we have absolutely nothing to add to the table all we're gonna do is guilt you into voting for us and for a lot of us we're letting the political fucking correctness we're letting politeness we're letting our fucking desire to not debate with stupid people give them the lead look i can't tell you who to vote for And this wasn't even the most organized podcast, but I hope that through the last 30 some odd minutes of me going over the last two years, which I left a lot out, I didn't even get to Ukraine, which we've sent entirely too much money over there. I feel for the people who have absolutely no way of doing anything besides surviving. I feel for those people. We need to take care of our people here. Okay? I hope in the last 30 minutes of me going over the last two years, everything that has pissed me off from the suspicions behind the 2020 election to our botched fucking exit from Afghanistan to the irresponsible spending, the reckless inflation that is largely due to the Biden administration. I will hear nothing else. To the medical apartheid and the complete hypocrisy of COVID to the bullshit candidates to the bullshit elected representatives we have right now. I hope I have compiled enough of a reason that if you are on the fucking line of independence, meaning you are not a leftist, you are not to the right, but you are thinking about voting and you have not sent your ballot in yet, I hope that you do not vote for any of these leftist fucks. Not one. Not one. If you're thinking about voting for Charlie Crist, vote for Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis has been a fucking amazing leader in Florida. All these people who were like, oh my god, he's an extremist, he's a bully, he, nah, he wins, motherfucker, and you lose. If anyone's thinking between Brian Kemp and Stacey Adams, I'd vote for Brian Kemp. Stacey Adams is a loser. And you know what? When she loses, because she's down by double digits, she will lose unless they cheat or unless Georgia has to have a runoff, in which case, she'll still fucking lose. She's still gonna go around and say, it was because of racism that I lost or I'm actually the governor, or I'm actually the senator. Whatever she's running for, she'll say she's the rightful person. I don't even know who Beto O'Rourke is going against. Whoever you're going against, Beto, I hope you fucking lose. Because Beto O'Rourke is the same dude who said, we're going to take your AR-15, we're going to take your gun. He said, we're going to take all your guns a couple years ago, and then in order to save face... He got back up there. And he was like, no, 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 I didn't mean that. No, I, I like, no, we're going to let you keep your guns. And then in Uvalde, this fucking asshole, and yes, Beto O'Rourke, you're a cheesy, corny, cringy fucking asshole. You and your ugly ass teeth. This dude got up during a town meeting of dead kids so he could get some clout. Beto, you're a piece. Oh, I'm sorry. Francis, you're a piece of shit. And on top of that, I'd like to add, it's a tinge racist for you to be calling yourself Beto. Your name is Francis Robert O'Rourke. I For those of you who don't understand what O'Rourke is, I want to put this out there real quick. Traditionally, O'Rourke is Irish as a last name. Just because you're running for public office in Texas doesn't mean you call yourself Beto, dude. I don't believe you were called Beto your whole life. Francis Robert, you piece of shit. If you have a choice between Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul, Kathy Hochul, who is literally... The person who is doing a worse job than Andrew Cuomo. Who was one of the biggest pieces of shit governors all throughout COVID. This broad is literally doing a worse job than him. If you really have to look between her and Lee Zeldin. New York, what do you have to lose by voting Republican? What do you have to lose? What? 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 Some liberal arts majors from NYU or from Columbia might tell you you're a fascist when all at the same time they're cool with big legacy media controlling our narrative, what gets through the news, which isn't even news, it's all propaganda. Why are you going to listen to Joy Reid, of all people, one of the biggest know nothings of all the know nothings on MSNBC? What? You're going to listen to The View. You really want to listen to Joy Behar. And Sonny Hostin, Sonny Hostin, who looks like the most thoughtless fucking person on the face of the earth, who literally looks like she's coming up with her self-righteous fucking pandering on the spot. Whoopi Goldberg, who literally said the fucking Holocaust was not about racism. Sorry. Sorry. They castigated and tried to exterminate, genocide, an entire race of people. Last time I checked, that's fucking racism. Why are you gonna vote for any of these people? The truth is you don't have a reason. The truth is it's political identity or it's political pride. I'll never tell people, hey, unfollow me from social media because you voted for that person. I'll never tell you, hey, we're no longer cool because of who you voted for. I don't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with me. But look at your groceries. Look at what your kids are learning. Think about if you even want to bring kids into the world how it looks right now. Think about if you have been told because of your skin color, you are this or that. Think about how easy it has become for legacy media and politicians to sit there and castigate white people because of equity. Like, there is no crime against being white, but in this country, it is almost one of the most It is almost one of the most demonized things. Remember when Sonny Hostin said a week ago, I read that white Republican suburban women are going to vote Republican. And that's that's like roaches voting for raid. You don't have to like Fox News. You don't have to like Donald Trump. You don't have to like Ben Shapiro. You don't have to like Alex Jones. You don't have to fucking like me. But at the end of the day, it is up to each and every fucking one of us, each and every fucking one of us, to take a look at our country right now and say, if we let the Democrats, the current Democrats, because I do believe there's a chance that the party gets better. We got to get all these fucks out. If we let the Democrats go completely unchecked in their power, we're going to be living in a communist shithole. Social credit score, no private property. Your dollar's not gonna be worth a fucking thing. I'm talking directly to you, like directly to you. At the end of the day, this is our country. The people, the taxpayers, the voters, the people who have a voice. And for the longest time, that voice has been abused and completely set aside for the agenda of the rich and powerful elite in this country. And whether or not it has to do with Davos and the World Economic Forum, or really these people are just that stupid or just that evil, using your vote, using your voice and being as mad as hell as I am right now, go out there and vote. And even if you hear all this and you go vote Democrat, all right, cool. At least I said my piece and at least you paid attention. I don't want to raise my kids in a communist shithole. I want to raise my kids in a country that I am proud of. In a country that I didn't take full advantage of when I was an infant, a toddler, a child, a preteen, a teenager, a young adult, and an adult. It wasn't until I got into my late 20s that I really understood the opportunity that's in front of me and how good we really have it here. But if we continue this self-righteous Bullshit, this pandering, this holier-than-thou attitude. We're not going to have a country. So I hope... I hope that my point was well-received. Because I want to get back to talking about fun stuff. I want to get back to having guests. I want to get back to having an intro. I want to have this creative roadblock gone. What I want more than anything is to not just be proud of the idea of my country. I wanna be proud of my country. And I wanna look at the people who represent it, who run this country on behalf of the people, and I wanna know they were elected honest, free, and fair. But we gotta stop fighting each other, guys, because at the end of the day, it is not me versus you. It is not left versus right, and people in the middle deciding what side sounds better based on the narrative. It's us as American taxpayers versus the fucking entitled, self-righteous, globalist, elite fucks. And if we don't come together in the name of a better tomorrow that all of our kids can share in, we're not going to have a fucking tomorrow.